This is Model Behavior, and I am Michael G. Gable. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. It It's really interesting having a podcast because, you know, I get a chance to speak to some really creative, unique people, but also people that I say I know, but I don't really know until after we've recorded the podcast. It's It's interesting that you know, you meet someone once and you follow them on Instagram and you kind of think you know what they're about, but you never really interact on a deep level. And so to sit down for an hour, put your phones away, look into each other's eyes and talk is a is a pretty different experience in terms of friendship than what I'm used to most of the time. You know, I do have friends from college and here in LA and my girlfriend who I can, you know, sit and have real one-on-one time with, but those sort of friends and acquaintances that exist on the edges of your your brain tend to not get the attention they deserve because there's always such a story there. And um, this episode with CJ Hammond just proves that because I'd worked with CJ on a commercial and we'd kept in touch and seen each other here and there. And I always liked him and liked to follow what he's up to. But and I didn't know why I you know he particularly stuck as someone who you know I'm going to comment on his shit and I'm going to give him a what's up and check in with him. It's only after sitting down with him that I realized, oh, we're on the same wavelength in terms of a lot of things, in terms of how we found our experience in L.A., how we've made moves through the weird entertainment world and its its various arms, and how we just think about creativity and life and motivation and drive. And I really liked sitting down with CJ and talking about these things because it's not that you want to backboard, but you just... Sometimes you don't even know you think something or feel something until you're forced to articulate it, to sort of rack your brain and say, how do I feel about that? Like, how do I, what is the difference between grind and flow? And what is the hustle about? And why do I do it? And when am I working too hard? So this conversation got into a lot of those things. Among other topics, CJ is a really talented actor and a great model. He's a joy on set, but now he's moving into music and the story of how he got there is really interesting, and I'm certain he's going big places. So please enjoy this episode with CJ Hammond. And so just keep the mic like close, you know? Right. You know you a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Singer. Um, but thanks for doing this, man. You're so welcome. Thanks Thank for, for welcoming me. me into your home. The humble abode. I'll have you on the podcast. You have me in your house. Yeah, small but mighty. I That's like nice. that. Uh, and it's so funny how we ran into each other. Just <laughs> like puffing the chest at Fryman. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Runyon, which is the classic like L.A. quote unquote hike. Yes. I've never done Runyon, but Fryman's like ever. No, I don't want to. It's too much of a scene. Wow. Have you done it? Yeah, it actually, honestly, the view of the city is what it's about for me. Yeah, like I, uh, I go the. Uh, there's like a secret, not real secret, but there's a there is a lookout location that like only a few people know about. Yeah, that's my spot. I might have to get up there. Yeah, I'm single though, so I can kind of look at the ladies that go up and down there a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta keep my eyes on the ground. Um, but yeah, I've been meaning to get you on here and uh, ran into you hiking. <laughs> and yeah. like, 
yeah, I saw you from a distance and I was like, oh, this guy is in shape with his shirt off. Like, hmm. <laughs> just kind of like looking down, looking back. And I was like, that's fucking CJ. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, no, I saw, I saw you from, hey, you had the shirt off too. We were puffing, yeah. bro. Yeah. We were puffing. You had the dog. So no, that was good, man. Well, it's so funny because like you see someone who you were a little competitive with, but then just the fact that we know each other instantly, it's like, oh, there's no competition here. Oh, dude, especially because I mean we have that relationship merely from the fact of the commercial. Like I, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, it, there's probably like probably 10 guys in the group of models and actors and stuff that I, I kind of pay attention to what they're yeah. going to. So it, it's funny. Cause I can, I, I respect what you do cause you're well-rounded. Yeah. Not I mean, it's just, just that the good looks are there, but it's more <laughs> than that. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's that just that little bit of connection. Like we happened to book a commercial together. We did this rent center stop motion spot. That you was, had the hard job, man. You had dude. to have your hands up for about three hours. So we did this stop motion thing and I don't know, it's thousands of photos and you move micro increments and I was sore in places I didn't even understand the next day. Yeah. Because I had to hold my arms up and I was doing this magic trick with like tablets and phones and it was a cool spot. So we got to connect on set and just hang out and then we became friends on Instagram and just kind of following each other and seeing each other in castings. Mm -hmm. And it's so like you could just be another anonymous actor that I don't know and kind of like size up in the waiting room. But the fact that we've spoken and have some sort of shared bond makes it so much nicer. It's way better, bro. You and know? I tell you this the the puffing of the chest that goes on in audition rooms is ridiculous yeah. so to have people that you can go in and just give a dap and say what's up to and checking on their career yeah. funny part is every single person no matter how successful you are we're all going through the same shit yeah. everybody the ups and downs the the holds the avails all that stuff so it's good to know that i mean because i know that you're successful in what you do but i also know that there's those down times and there's those times where you feel like you haven't got yeah. a call back or an audition and you know, weeks. Dude, the last two months have been slow. Summer Amen. hit me hard. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I try to meet like certain financial goals and I'm not past two months. Not so much. Yeah. No. And I think that's, a, I think now that I'm in my early thirties, it's frustrating yeah. in terms of you. I think that everybody has a, a set path of what they see people back home doing um, and, and goals oh, yeah. they're accomplishing, especially because they have the stability of that job, that, that nine to five in that sense. Um, most people at least. And it's frustrating when I see people, you know, buying the houses and stuff. And for me, mm -hmm. uh, L.A. is not a home buyer's uh, dream with prices. <laughs> no. so, yeah, it's hard. But uh, going through those downtimes, I don't think it makes it any easier. Yeah, and it's you gotta you gotta find ways to snap out of like that depressive cycle where you can get down on yourself and then you stop booking because you're down and you're hungry and it's, it's just, really that vibe it gets though, worse too. and worse and worse. So like I try to find ways to like cheer up my spirits a little bit. Like yesterday I was kind of down. So I went and I picked up the latest men's journal and I have like a full page spread in there, which I shot months ago. Exactly. Yeah. But like that just was like, okay, like I'm doing it. Like I got a commercial running right now. I'm in this magazine. Like what's the commercial? I did a PetSmart thing. Hey. Yeah. So See, no, I mean, and that's, I think that the finding, finding releases for me has been the best part, but at yeah. the same time, there's only so much fitness can do. So yeah. reading is a big thing for me. I love reading. I do love podcasts. Uh, I do think that those outlets are helpful, but honestly, there's also like the times where it doesn't matter what, how many books you read or how many mm -hmm. quotes you look. I, I have been to the depths of, of my soul trying to find out like <laughs> why I do what I do. Yeah. But then when when you're at your breaking point you book that big job yeah. or you, you find something that gives you hope that's this town that is this town and it's just like a complete 180 in your mind you know it all makes sense it all clicks i think that uh when i first moved out here 
I moved, I had like $74 in my pocket when I got, by the time I got out here, didn't have a job, was working two jobs at uh, Abercrombie and a yogurt shop in West Wait, were you one of the Abercrombie model guys? Dude, I'm not kidding. This is going to sound embarrassing. At that time, I was not in that shape. I tried out three (laughs) times and they they kept saying, come back, come back. The shirtless guys. Yeah, yeah. So, and they were making like $150 an hour to sit there for two hours. Yeah. And I was like, please just let me do it because I was making $850 and then tax. So, I remember uh, there was a time when... I had, I, I was working in West Hollywood and I had to wear a tank top and, and you kind of just, you know, you're just a piece of meat. And I was down to my last pennies and I, I, I got in late to work and I per- parked in my boss's parking spot because they never showed up. Mm-hmm. The day they showed up, she just rips me a new one. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> I had my first breakdown in LA. I'm, cr- I'm bawling in the back lot, wondering <laughs> what I'm doing. She sees like, she's just destroyed me. Yeah. Comes out and gives me some love and stuff. But I actually, at that time had to, uh, take a quote unquote real job. And I was lucky enough to have a real job uh, by some wonderful people um, down in Beverly Hills. I was doing a suit mm-hmm. and tie thing for like four or five months. And I remember I got, I hadn't heard from my agents in weeks. Yeah. And I got a call for a, a Skechers commercial. I was yep. an extra in a Skechers commercial and I made like 350 bucks or something. Yeah, the day rate. Yeah. And I, 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 I think I quit. My, I'm pretty sure, like, I told them I was sick. I felt awful. I told them what the real truth of it was. They let me go, and I actually ended up getting uh, dinner with that guy a few months back, and we're all cool now. But um, that I booked my first big job uh, for you know a good chunk of change, like two weeks after when I thought yeah. I had nothing left. So well, that's what you know. I, we talked to Killian McHugh a couple weeks ago, and that whole leap in the net will appear thing. It it's true, you know. It backup plans tend to become primary plans in this town pretty quickly because yeah. steady paychecks are attractive and. Then it's like, well, I can't make this audition, so I guess I'll just skip this one. And you start to lose that edge. I mean, I think that that's the one thing I can honestly say. I think that everybody that I know that's successful in this town, in the toughest times, I think that there's this sort of resolve of uh, almost you kind of have to be delusional. You oh, yeah. really have to like because there is no there is no door. Yeah, and you have to kick it down in any way. And I mean, and that's the hard part about this, especially if you're a private person, because I think I am a private person. So putting myself out there is mm-hmm. not the easiest thing. I had um, to learn that skill you as know, well. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's not easy. I mean, you know, to be on stage or whatever it is in any aspect, I, I think I'm uncomfortable on sets, taking pictures and stuff. I'm really, yeah. really, I think everybody thinks that just because you're in front of the camera, it's like what you think is, it was a blessing to be able to do it, but I've never been that comfortable. Yeah. You know? And, um, it it was one of those things where I just had to become comfortable and put myself out there. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, what's been allowed me to have the opportunities. Cause if you're staying in the box, you're never going to get out and nothing's going to come to you. Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for, you know, faking it till you make it. And it's true that no one is seeing the insecurities that are going on in your head. So Mm -hmm. like, just don't worry about them unless someone brings it up. But there's another, like, I think some of that sort of self-consciousness and hyper-awareness works to your advantage in modeling where you have to be aware of your body and your your facial expression and the feedback you're you know the psychological feedback you're getting from the director or the photographer like there's something about that that helps and there's a reason why private people who are maybe more observers at first tend to find a way to shine yeah i think i mean i've always been of the fact of i kind of watch and learn like i think that the hardest part about being in this town is understanding that 
I, it's a town of show, 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 show. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a show guy, um, you know, specifically with the singing. It's, it was, that was literally, a, we'll get into that, but that was kind of a, a whole nother route. I don't like to just go out and do things to do them and show. It's, it's, it's never been that case. And you have to adapt in a way to find out, keep yourself private enough to mm -hmm. do what you, you call yourself, you, you know, be yourself, but look at what others are doing and say, I need to do that. You know, even, 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 even getting the chance to work with you, you know, you, you pick up certain things from them and how they do things. And yeah, I think oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've taken little pieces of everybody I've worked with yeah. and everybody that I follow. Like, you know, it's funny, like I'll have a, you know, a day where I didn't eat right and then i actually it was you last week you had that picture and a shirtless in the underwear i'm like what are you doing man get <laughs> put the food down get back to your habits of what yeah. you know you know the, because i think the slippery slope is that then one day of you know oh, i can afford to do this because it was a, sh a shitty day i didn't things didn't go my way so i'm gonna have a cookie great do that one day but yeah one day leads to two days leads oh, to yeah. three i've been there and i've slippery got you slope. know and i've yeah. gotten out i've gotten out of mental shape physical shape uh in every every single capacity because if you allow yourself to play victim long enough, mm -hmm. those are the people that leave this town. Those are the people that always say, well, the casting director, they, they're all against me. Or yeah. um, I, the thing I always hear and specifically, it's like now with uh, acting and modeling, it's like, well, you're ethnically ambiguous, so you must have it easier. That is not the case because this town is filled with like 2,000 eth ethnically yeah, ambiguous people. Everywhere. So like I have people like, well, you know, the white thing isn't in or, or this isn't in or that. It's like, yeah, but everybody's on the same page. So you can look for any in and out, but look, you're yeah. still working. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the white thing's not in, but then you get castings where they're just looking for Caucasians. Yeah, so yeah. There's so, a yeah. role. Like it's great that, you know, casting is so diverse now and it's not just beautiful people and it's not just able-bodied people. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw a commercial that featured someone with Down syndrome the other day. Yeah, it's just I did, like, yeah. You know, that's amazing, but there's still like, it's not like no white guys. Like mm -hmm. it's not that yeah. cut and dry. But that's where, and that's why, like I said, people are looking for that out. And yeah. I've looked for the out. I'm like, sure. what? Well, Cause I go to auditions and stuff where it's like African-American 35 to 40. And I'm like, why am I going to waste my time driving all over town? Yeah. And honestly, that at that time, it's about getting the reps. Mm -hmm. And and I used to think that, you know, that sounds stupid. But if I haven't been in a casting room in a while, I start to, I do get a little nervous. Yeah, yeah I do you got to flex that muscle. So, yeah. so just even to get in there and smile and get your face in there, because it's happened where I did not fit something. I got called back in because I went in for a different role on something else the very yeah. next day. It's those simple things. And it's like literally just taking one step at a time that, that get me better. Like the, the book I'm reading right now, Atomic Habits has to do with getting 1% better each day. Yeah. It is not about the big gains. And I think that that I get tricked into that sometimes because you will have a day where you get a big gain mm -hmm. and it's absolutely the, 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 the false equivalency that I book a big job today. That means next week I'm on a roll with that. Some yeah. days at times it works like that. You've had months where you're like, I'm unstoppable. Yeah. And then the next month you're like, has anybody you hit ever a heard wall. of me? Yeah. yeah. Like am I like, do, do the people like me anymore? It's not the case, but this is what the brain tells me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a good, I mean, at least mental perspective and handle on it. But before we get into or I guess in an effort to figure out why you and I and people like us deal with what we deal with, mm -hmm. this crazy world that somehow we can't quit. Um, there's, a que there's one question. I told you this was just a conversation, but there's mm -hmm. one question we always ask to kind of start the podcast, and that is, what were you up to when you were seven years old? Oh, at seven, uh, just a, like honestly, the most 
oblivious kid to anything that I think about now. Um, yeah. It was sports. It was all sports for me at that time. Yeah. Where'd you uh, grow up? Uh, Denver, Colorado. Okay. I'm from Denver, Colorado. I come from a, a loving family, a really loving family. Like yeah. I am, I know that for a fact after hearing many people's stories about, you know, broken homes or just situations where they're not close with their parents that I have the absolute opposite case. I have the most loving mother and father that you could ever wish for. Um, they that comes always, through on your Instagram. You're always yeah. featuring your and parents that, that, and your yeah. sister. And, yeah. and, and I think that, that it, when people like that, like a thing like Instagram, like I'm going to show, I'm going to be real. You know, mm -hmm. there's certain privacy things, but if it's going to be real, like my family is a big part of yeah. who I am. And, um, and my sister, I love my sister to death. Everybody, they, they've, we've, everybody supports everybody. But it's like at seven, I was skating in my front yard, you know, rollerblading, you know, yeah. figuring out life. And uh, I literally, it's so funny. If I could go back to the mindset of my seven year old, mm -hmm. I would divert to it at this moment immediately. Yeah, just playing. Because life would be so much easier. Yeah. But obviously, when bills get in there and everything, but yeah, man, I was just playing, enjoying, enjoying things. Athletics were a huge part of my life growing up. Yep. Um, and I do think that, you know, I don't think that football, as we get learn more about it, is the best sport probably these days. It's you know? wild what's going but, on in football. But, uh, yeah. you know, football, baseball, basketball were my main things. And um, I do think it instilled a sense of uh, routine and discipline sure. and commitment into me that still translates to this day. So whatever yeah. that is for somebody, maybe they want to play checkers every day or whatever. But that, for me, it was sports. Like, that was such a big part. And I had idols you know everybody mm -hmm. worshiped michael jordan and and i was a rockies fan so it was like you know uh larry walker and all those yeah. things but yeah i mean seven-year-old me was fun i yeah. had a lot <laughs> yeah i mean uh the, my girlfriend now has young children mm -hmm. and just playing with them you're like oh uh, the oldest is seven mm -hmm. so she's right at that age and like it's just unfettered imagination like building a boat out of like old water jugs and like cardboard boxes and like it's hard to, as a 32-year-old, understand how the mind of a seven-year-old works where it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's Well, that's the thing. I think what you're getting at for me is the part that I've lost as an adult is when I've realized that there was this part of me that really believed that I could do anything. Yeah. And I think that now still doing what we're doing, it still is like that in a sense because you're living off dreams and imaginations essentially. Yeah. But there's things where I'm so nervous about what others will think. Sure. What others will think about when I when I do something or when I when I post this or when I'm on this or whatever. And that sense of I wasn't looking for validation from anybody. Yeah. You know, maybe my parents and hopefully a good yeah. job, but like it was enjoying what I was doing because I wanted to do it. And yeah. that that essence of, I don't know when that changes, maybe high school or middle school when kids start teasing you for feeling different, but right. you know, cause that she doesn't know anything like that other well, than you supporting and kids are so fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Like everything they do, the way they walk around the house, the way they eat, like they don't care how they look. They're just doing what feels good and it's funny to them or, you know, they're bored. So they're going to say this and it's, it's, uh, it's refreshing. So it's, it's interesting how you can combine that sort of playful mentality with the discipline you know sports background that you talk about mm -hmm. you know because you have to have both you have to be able to play but you also have to put in the reps you have to do the work i mean that that's that's where the happy medium if i could ever find that happy medium and i think that if ever in life you think you've figured something out you need to keep working because that's mm -hmm. when you're going to get stagnant but i think that finding that happy medium right now specifically for me between work and play um the, the discipline of work every day but then realizing that when it's time to shine yeah that's just let it go 
because you've already done your reps in, in any way, whether it be in the weight room or vocals or, or on set, whatever yeah. it is. But I think that everybody's so so uh, worried about getting to the next level now that they're like, no, I got to take this as serious as that. Like, that's when you get to have fun. Yeah. The auditions or whatever you've done, let it go and enjoy these moments. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been on a set and walked off of an incredible time. And I've been like, I don't even know where I was because I was so dialed in. I didn't even appreciate yeah. what I had, the opportunity I had. Yeah. I mean, I think every kid, like if you take them to a baseball game or, or, or whatever they're into, they're going to enjoy every moment of it mm -hmm. instead of looking at every little thing and judging it or any in any sort of way. And I think that this town has this way of no matter how ignorance is bliss in a sense in this town. If I the mo the, I loved this town the most when I knew the least about it, when everything yeah. like when everything was gold and yeah. you realize that it's just painted on it's and it's that it's not that real thing. There's 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 a business behind it and there's mm -hmm. people that need to make money and you don't fit certain molds just because of certain things. And that sense of aloofness that I had was amazing. That 7-year-old me, like when I first moved here, this town Every day I woke up and I, I didn't have a dollar to my name, but the energy I had, because I, I lived in this like real world style house. Um, I, had just, <laughs> I had just broken up with my girlfriend of my high school sweetheart and she was incredible. And I remember thinking what, but I was so unhappy at home. I was so unhappy. I had a nine to five job for the first two years out of college and I was so unhappy. Back in Denver. Yeah, back in Denver. And I, and I was doing sales and I was making like a hundred calls a day. And I was so unhappy. And I remember thinking I had it all because I was I, I got to wear a suit and I was driving a C300 Mercedes, which I was yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ran a college. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I, I had all these things, but I was so unhappy on the yeah. inside. I was so unfulfilled. And I remember making the leap out here and I, I you know, we just went through a fresh breakup and I was living with uh, five other people mm -hmm. in a house in the hills. It was like a real world style house. But every day I got to look out on Hollywood and yeah. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I yeah. didn't know how I was going to get to all this, but I knew it. But that sense of I do, I do have to remind myself sometimes, just look outside real quick. Yeah. Remember where you're at. Remember what you're doing. Like that stuff is still important to me. And that's why I like hikes like uh, like Fryman or Griffith, where my apartment is. Like I like to get up above the city and just look down on it and be like, like I start my day with a little perspective of like, this is manageable. And then you go down and you fucking fight traffic mm -hmm. and like you're mm -hmm. hot and you're parking and you're getting tickets and you're dealing with, you know, castings that take forever and castings that overlap. But like a little bit of that zoomed out view helps. That's what they say. I mean, that's why I love reading because one of the best ways to gain perspective is to be able to look over everything. Mm -hmm. And when I when I think like you, when I go on my hikes and I'm able to look over LA and just see it for what it is in yeah. terms of like, like that's like when you're flying. Anytime I travel to go to a job or if I'm flying home, that that time in the air is so magical. Yeah. I swear that two hours or whatever when I'm flying back, like when I just went back home to Denver, and I was like just so taken back by how small everything is. But I make it this big deal, and nothing is ever that big. Yeah. Nothing is ever that life or death. I'm not. I, I have been fortunate enough to be fairly healthy. I, I still have two loving parents and an incredible sister and a family. And the, the, my friend base is incredible. But I have this way of managing to seem like the world's closing in on me sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when I'm up above all this, you know, listening to these awesome songs, maybe it's like, you know, James Taylor or whatever it yeah, is, just yeah. like letting, letting life just settle in me. And I'm like, you know, like for me, faith is a thing, you know. And so I'm like, you know, God's got me because I don't think I would have gotten this far without without him because mm -hmm. i know there's so many times where 
you you know this you are on your last nerve with this town mm-hmm. and you wonder why and because you have goals and aspirations that are far beyond this like of you know maybe having a family and things like this and i'm like i'm never gonna get it yeah. and then he's like just trust me just please just hold my hand for a little bit longer yeah, yeah. and he gives you he gives you that little hope and it keeps me going so like i mean that faith and that just trust it's it's almost like a blind trust that's what faith is it's you got to have that because you'll get into that victim mentality of like well, everyone's out to fuck me like i'm just going to go home because it's never going to work and then it's not going to work because you've given up i mean the second the i i i'm trying to think if there's ever been a real time like i i have had times where i've gone um maybe I'll, it's time to get a real job yep. maybe it's time and that scares me and it hurts me like it gives me these pains yeah. but it's like like I'm finally going, all right, it's time to be real with yourself. And I fight even harder then because I'm like, this can't be because I, there's no way I would have gotten this far without this. It's just another mm-hmm. test. And that means that sometimes that means I have to move things around financially or sure. I have to, to eat a little different that month or whatever the yeah. thing may be. Because um, I can't tell you how many times, dude. The big thing for me is I always feel like my friends I have the best friends in the world. They'll invite me on these awesome trips. Like, let's go to Vegas or come fly and see me out this weekend. And I want to do it so bad. But I have to know financially that I'm going to be set for that thing. And so I think that 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 security of that nine to five job is like, yeah, I'm going to go to the, you know, this weekend and blow $600 in Chicago. Sure. But I'm going to, you know, recoup that next week. So whatever, let's have some fun. It's not always that easy for me. There's been months where I've, I've been able to do that. But I think that that carefree me in that sense, when it comes to time to knowing, okay, you got to set aside savings for this, this, and this, Yeah, that has left. But I, and I'm, I'm like, well, am I losing out on life in a sense? But at the same time, I, like I said, I'm in my early thirties now I'm 31. And I think to myself, if I have everything that I want at 40, because I simply sacrifice some stuff now, mm-hmm. if, you know, God forbid, you know, I want to live to 95 or whatever. Yeah. You still got 55, 55 years of life. years. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time. People want everything now. And it's like, take, you got time. Yeah. Like early thirties. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you at know, 32 and I've missed, missed weddings and bachelor parties mm-hmm. and trips and all kinds of stuff. And like, you know, it's not just the FOMO and like missing out, but it's also like, those are experiences with people I love and friends I care about that I can't get back. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they have their jobs and their 401ks, but you and I both did the nine to five thing. It did not work. What were you doing? I, so I moved to LA. I had a job in theme park design. Really? Yeah. So I transferred to LA and like, that's a dream job. I played roller coaster tycoon for a living, <laughs> but it wasn't my dream. Uh-huh. I didn't like waking up at the same time every day and having to go somewhere that, you know, I was building someone else's dream, someone else's designs. And it just, it didn't, it didn't fulfill me. And, you know, I get over it now because back then I was spending eight hours of every day doing something that I, you know, didn't really inspire me. I didn't, I found joy in some parts of it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And now I get to spend almost a hundred percent of my day doing things I want to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and I choose to do them every day. I don't have to go to this casting. I could cancel, Yeah, but I'm going to go because yeah. I want to, I, you know, I couldn't not show up to work or else I'd get fired, Yeah, but I had to go, you know, it's, it's different. So uh, I think about the balance of what percentage of your day are you doing something you have to versus something you want to. I, I, th- I mean, that's the, is, is the hard part about this is like, we have the ability to work eight hours in a day. 
so for you and I, if I wake up, like I pretty much get up at six every morning, if yep. not earlier. And it, it, it depends. Like you can make the most of your day or if you want to be a beach bum that day, you could certainly do it. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to get that 1% better that I'm looking for. Like, or, and so for me, I think that's why physical fitness, I do have a list of um, like my daily musts. Mm-hmm. I, I must uh, read 15 pages of a book a day. I must get 45 minutes of physical activity, various things, you know. And I think for me, that checklist at least lets me know that I've, I've accomplished some things. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm being real with myself, that probably would take two, three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have castings that day, that drive maybe hour there, maybe hour back, and then time at your audition, maybe that takes up three hours. But there's days you don't have that. Yeah. So then there's the days like, like right now where it's so slow. And you're like, well, what more could I possibly do? How do I get, get my, my eight hours in? Yeah, how yeah. do I get my eight hours in? But like, how do I even see the financial gains from it? Like, right. I'm going to put in work that I'm not going to see direct income from. That's mm-hmm. hard for me that most times. You know, that's that's the one where you're literally looking at like the light at the end of the tunnel and you have to trust because yeah. there's days where I might not take in an actual paycheck from a job for three, four weeks and it's not till that break comes or whatever yeah. that you go, that is exactly why I stuck with it. Because if I had it, I would have been in a bad position. Mm-hmm. But you stick with it, hopefully. Yeah. Because there's been times I haven't. I, I, I got out of shape. And then you say, take your shirt off. And it's like, <laughs> well, you don't want to see what's underneath <laughs> yeah. there right now. you know. And, you know, it sounds so it's I think it sounds so like we're talking about the aesthetic. But like if you're talking about this is our job, you yeah. know, and I know that people think this is an easy job sometimes. I can't tell you, I think this is one of the hardest jobs in the world on every level, physically, mentally. Um, now, granted, firefighters and everything, like, sure. like I full respect on that nurses, doctors, full appreciation. But just I, I think people think it's a cakewalk and it's really mm-hmm. not. And there's and then especially if you get the people that, you know, in the circles that I've been part of the thing where I, I'm around people. And they are living the dream, but I'm not realizing that they're living off credit cards and they're doing all these things that they're. So I'm thinking I'm not doing something right. And I'm oh, just, yeah. you know, comparison is the enemy of Jack. I've had great times where I'm just comparing myself to someone and just ruining myself, man. We always talk about Instagram on this, but like you see it on Instagram, everyone's highlight reel, but they're not showing you their fucking credit card balance. Oh, like, man. I, I dare everyone out there to post a story. Yeah. Their credit card balance. That'll like, be the new challenge. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's like that, you know, the image of the duck floating peacefully, but underwater, it's it's like paddling furiously yeah to keep up and you have to you have to just be confident in the steps you're taking to have a stable life in a very unstable environment yeah and i think that that, that's probably one of the things as i got older and i think the age of social media does suck because um it is really hard to maintain a sense of self when you are constantly comparing yourself like that is what instagram is in a sense you wake up and you see everybody else's life and you might your intention might not be to do that i i want to clap for every single person on instagram um that's doing their thing i really do but i'm also questioning myself at every time and especially if i've got friends in the business like you or other other actors other models and i'm like Oh, he booked that job that I yeah. did. Like, you know, that stuff. And it just robs you. You see him yeah. on set at the job that you were like, you you saw the audition come out and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. perfect for this. I'm that guy. Well, that happened with you and I. I went in for this Peloton audition that was I like I hustled back from San Diego to shoot in San Diego. I made it to this audition. 
and I strolled in like, I got this. I'm in a fitness agency. And the audition was like a fucking workout. Mm-hmm. And I was embarrassingly gassed by the end of it. And I walked out like, nah, I'm not getting booked yeah. that. And the treadmill was broken. So I was doing that stutter the, the skip step. where you put your foot yeah. on and you're too heavy. So it goes. But yeah. then you post on Instagram that like you did this Peloton shoot. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Great. Like that wasn't my job. That was CJ's. And I mean, because I know you, I can be happy. I was going to say it's clapping for the people I know because yeah. I honestly the people not only that I know, but that I know are good people. Right. And I can't say that I know every in and out of you, but I know that you're a, you're a solid guy that I, I've been able to converse with yeah. about many different things that also is taking strides in other avenues. Like simply the fact that you do this podcast, I can't tell you, like I said, that's the part of the, 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 the jumping off and doing your own thing, going from a branch to a branch. You could simply look at it and be like, well, uh, people are going to be like, oh, he's doing a podcast. Like, oh, like what? But it's like, no, you have to trust in what you're doing. Like, this is my what I do. Yeah. This is how I do it. And like, I'm going to follow through with it. And the follow through is the biggest thing for me because this town is built on dreams. It's the people that even if I run into you six months from now, it might have been it might not have been a month it might have been six months but you got it done yeah like, that's what i like to see yeah that, those are the people so i can clap for you like peloton was funny because I, I booked the job and then you realize what you're doing yeah and you're like oh boy i don't know like I, a lot of i you know some people know this but i actually i deal with a- anxiety and panic attacks and so that one was a really hard one for me because the camera was on me mm-hmm. and my biggest fear was just not falling. And it sounds like the weirdest thing, but then I literally became so self-aware of every, every step I was taking that like, I, I thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. They're communicating. They have no idea what's going on in your head. And it's happened on numerous things, you know, and when anxiety and panic attack, because you're so self-aware and you're so you're worried about everything else, you know, and that like, what's something that could have been fun. Mm-hmm. That shoot was still awesome. I met some incredible people, but you know, I had a day where I was literally, I had to take a, a little pill to help me get through the day. Sure. Just so I was like maintaining, I, st- I was, I was, I was lightheaded. I was having all these, like, I'm going to pass out moments. Mm-hmm. Wonderful time. But because you're so caught up in everything else, that's not even important. It ruins it. Yeah. But I mean, the final result is amazing. You look fantastic. And I never would have known that exactly. you were going <laughs> through that, you know? It's, yeah. It's, uh, I wish people were more real about that stuff because the more I talk about that stuff with people I've run into, I can't tell you how many people and whether they are talking about a real panic attack or something mm-hmm. like that, because I'm talking about the debilitating ones where I, I'm literally starting to go faint. Um, there's so many people that have that I've come across that have been like, I know, yeah. I know what you're saying. And really? there are people that I that, that I think are so confident and so, so carefree. And it's not the case, but yeah. everybody holds up walls. And I think that if I could just be honest with people, if I could have just taken a second at that set and let people know, hey, uh, just give me a second. I'm going through something right mm-hmm. now. It might have been able to help me out, but you're so worried about that. And they would that. never have hold it, held it against yeah. you. They, you know, but there is that pressure to show up and be Superman. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't need a break. I'll just keep, I'll do another take. Yeah. You want me to do sprints? I'll do sprints. Yeah. But you have to take care of yourself. You have to, the power of saying no is something that, you know, people have talked about on this podcast where it's like, you got to have boundaries. You got to respect yourself and then people respect you more for doing that. Do you, do you find yourself, uh, nerves or anything of that sort? Well, of course. Like I have this weird thing in auditions sometimes where, especially if I'm in like a scene with a partner in an audition, when I become really aware of the fact that I'm auditioning and I'm sort of pulled out of the moment, like my eye will twitch. Really? And I've seen it in other people and it's, it's, I don't know if the camera picks it up, but I've seen it in other people where, 
you can tell that they're not they're thinking about their own shit. Mm-hmm. They're not talking to you. They're not seeing you. They're not listening. And I, I remember this girl's eye was twitching, and I was like, I know that feeling. Mm-hmm. I know it, like, that you're out of this. And then I was out of it, and we and we didn't book it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, there is there are times when you can just play, and there are times when you choke and you. It's those callbacks. I remember. Yeah. I did a. Uh, I remember it was. Uh, I went to a the Price Is Right. It was to be the Price Is Right model. And I literally got down to like the final guys. Didn't end up booking it. But what it led to, that 24 hours later, I was testing for a role on uh, Young and Restless. Oh, cool. Uh, one of the casting directors was in there. And I got the side sent to me seven pages. Like had to be, you know, off book and everything. And I just remember the second I walked into that room, mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot every line that I had oh, ever. Yeah. I went to my coach. I forgot everything. I had to make up a lie. I said, can I, can I, I, uh, I just uh, want to go get my water real quick. And I turned around, went and looked at my sides real quick, c- came back in there and di- did well enough to know you. They said, thank you so much. You did a yeah. great job. Didn't get it. But I, like, it is that real. Like those moments of, and it's simply eight, eight regular people that have their own problems, their mm-hmm. own shit they're dealing with every single day that are just watching you. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I think that, I do think it's awesome that a casting director can be so cold or whatever because it just sharpens you that much more when you're on set because yeah. you've got all those eyes on you and everybody's waiting for you to do your thing. But it's so funny that you build these people up to be these uh, these people that have this incredible power and yeah, they can book you a job or they can't, but it's they're just people. Yeah, they're just people and like they can be cold and it can be awkward, but own your space. Say, I just need a second here or like, you know, let me just let me just look over my sides real quick can we just can we do that again like i've started sometimes asking to do things again in an audition especially first auditions where they're just running through people and it's quick like it's no skin off their back to give me another 15 seconds and yeah. i can give a little better take because the know worst I, thing they say is no well, yeah and then yeah. i leave like, they're not gonna never call me back because yeah. of that and i think it's important to just know that like that room is your room you know i that that's one of the things in like you know and us talking with this it's like I say these things and I'm, you know, you get on, you, you're driving there and you're so ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's that callback or whatever it is. And you're like, this is my space. You, you're the man. That's why you're going to book this. That's why you did book this or whatever. Yeah. And the second I step out of that car, what, what, what? <laughs> you know, the nerves hit you. But um, I do think that's important is just being, I, and I do think that's where confidence my big thing has always been I don't like cocky. I don't like no. I, it's, it's something I see in other people and I immediately, man, woman, it's a, it's a turnoff. And so I always respect the people that are confident mm-hmm. um, and I can see that. And I, I, I think that for me, I've always been afraid to be confident because I never wanted to seem cocky. Yeah. So humility actually played a, a role where it was a little detrimental because I was like, no, 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 you go or it's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you're almost too, too shy, too kind to the thing. And it's when you need to grasp it and say, no, this is mine and take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. You don't want to be a pushover. You don't want to be a yes man. You want to. You say, no, I'm a professional, so I'm going to do what I need to do to give you what you want. Exactly. Right? And then everyone's happy. Because it's our job. Like, that's yeah. the thing is, is I think that, you know, I'm always, I've always been a guy of please and thank yous and stuff. But at the oh, same sure. time, there's, a, there's, there's nice and then there's pushover and then there's, you know, you're just faltering now. Yeah. And finding that space of, of appreciating every single person on set from, you know, grips to whatever it may be, um, ADs, all that stuff. But understanding like... I, I'm the talent on this. Like I'm yeah. the guy that they booked on this. What are you doing? Like own that. Yeah. That's, that's sometimes I've had to catch myself doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's cause it is that you're so grateful for the job that you don't want to disappoint, but 
you know, you are an integral part of the machine that's creating this final product, whatever it is, a shoot or a commercial. And you have to, you know, the director's taking his time and everyone's taking their time. So, like, you're allowed to do that, too. Believe me, I think that music has allowed me to own my my own shit. It really has in terms of I'm in control. Like, I have the mic. People are listening to me. And really, it's been this big escape for me. It's your path, man. I don't believe that God would have put me in this place until I was ready, but mm-hmm. every single step that seemed like it sucked or wasn't worth it or or was off target was exactly where he's placing me to teach me a lesson because sure. there is no loss. There is a lesson in every single thing. And it sounds so cliche, but if you look at it as a loss, you have already failed. Mm-hmm. You, have, you have failed. And I've, and I've done that before. And at this point in my life, I need to understand that everything, everything that I do now is a lesson. And that's yeah. in, in every single thing. That's in my finances. That's in my career. That's in my family. That's in my friends. That's in relationships with any girls that, you know, learn from them. Yeah. So that you don't keep making the same mistakes. Because I do have the people that I know that have repeatedly made the same mistakes. So then when I go and talk to them again... They are literally in the same place they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. There is no progression. And that's yep. where that's where I get scared. I, I think then you kind of go, oh, shit, is that me? No. I mean, I think, but everybody questions. They're like, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not doing that. Yeah, you have to learn in the negative spaces. Like, I always try to reframe things that didn't go my way as, okay, this is a chance to fill in the blank. And there's this great, there's this guy, Jocko Willink, who's an ex-Navy SEAL, who's a podcaster. And he he does like coaching for CEOs and all that. But he has this video on YouTube. Everyone should look up. It's I think it's just called Good by uh-huh. Jocko Willink. And he's like, didn't get the job? Good. Mission failed? Good. Now you have a chance to go back, figure out what you did wrong, recalibrate, reload, get back out. It's just like you have to see everything as a blessing. You know, it, it's a, an opportunity to be a lesson. And it, it is, as long as like, you know, people say everything happens for a reason. And I always say, everything happens, find the reason. Yeah. And make it a good one. Because then we're back to victim mentality. I mean, because it, it is the smallest things for me. It's like the, the even in the, you know, the, 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 the small things of the day, I think that the small moments of the day where I, I do love to reflect at the end of the day. Yeah. And I do think that that's what prayer offers me a chance to do is sometimes it is, you are connect like for me, like realizing that, that, you know, God lives within me, but reconnecting with myself, that true self and understanding every single thing that I went through in the day. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times where the small moment that I didn't pick up on during that time, mm-hmm. I'm like, cause I have a, I have a gratitude journal. I start with every day. I, I literally, every day I have five things I write that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, and some of them are yet to be coming that day, but you know, it's like I literally pretty much every day. The first thing that I write is I am so grateful for the unexpected blessings and opportunity that present themselves to me today. So you're priming yourself. I, so I'm to, priming yeah. myself for that. But, and, and, but I also think that it's not about the big things. So there are some days where, yeah, you book a job or something, mm-hmm. but there are some days where you merely met somebody when you're getting a juice at creation or something yep. that was simply just a nice person that, that, you know, gave you some piece of information or something. It's those moments that are probably more important than the big ones, you know, because you're going to have a lot more little moments than you're going to have a lot of big moments. So if you got your head up looking for the opportunity in the, you know, maybe that negative scenario, like, Oh, I, 
I missed my turn. Like, oh, maybe there's like a cool coffee shop on the street that I've never seen before. Or like, you know, I was supposed to play golf the other day and I went hiking instead because golf fell through. And if I was pissed off and had my head down, I wouldn't have seen you. But yeah. I was like, no, this is a hike. This is great. My, my dog's getting some exercise. So like, I'm happy. See, I'll deal with blessing. it. Now we're here. Yeah. No, and it's, I, that's, that's, that's where my mind over the last few years has really shifted in terms of realizing what's going on because it's so easy. Like the, so where I'm at in my career right now is literally, it's pretty much heavily music focused. Yeah. What happened was is I did an audition for uh, a, a, a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Okay. And I had to sing this song. I had shredded my vocal cords uh, uh, about six months prior to. I had laryngitis and I was doing a play. Um, I met with a guy named Mark Rodriguez, and he was the third guy. He was the third guy I wrote. All I needed someone to do was play me piano. Yeah. I said, I just need someone to play me piano. I actually wrote him on Facebook and called him the wrong name. I said, hey, Kyle, because I was just <laughs> copying and pasting, looking for anybody. Oh, I yeah, I've done that. <laughs> and he writes me back, and he's so sincere. He's like, uh, it's Mark, but yeah, thank you. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. He's like, but feel free to send over the music. You know, yeah. Send over the music, and I'll take a look at it. And the fact that the, I was just like, I just need you to play. He's like, well, let's let's just talk about it real quick. Mm -hmm. I go do this audition. He works with me the first night, and then we, we film the audition the next day. And he helps me work with my vocals. He really takes the time. And he goes, so you don't, you don't sing like in your career. You don't, you don't do that. And I was like, no, I just, I just sing, man. Like, yeah. I just, I'm just doing this for the audition. And I was like, but it was fun to jam out with you. Like I'll, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe if you want to jam out some more, cause he helped me do some vocal stuff that I'd never done before. Right. And so he's like, yeah, didn't hear from him for a week. He calls me back a week later and he goes, Hey, um, I need to talk to you about something. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, can you, can you come over? Sits me down, offers me a chance to sing a demo track for uh, Sam Smith. Whoa. And so I end up for the next month, I end up doing this demo, uh, getting ready. I'm just getting ready to go record in the studio. Uh -huh. And we end up recording this demo track. It goes out and people go, whoa, who is the guy singing? Yeah, that happens and, with demos. Yeah. yeah. And so it happened with like three or four different people. And Mark sits me down and he goes, okay, I'm getting some good feedback on this. Yeah. Like, would this be something that you want to look at? And I knew my voice still wasn't strong. He's like, it's going to be hard work, but like, let's, let's maybe think about doing this. And so for the next, like now what it's going to, we're coming up on six months from there, we put together 16 tracks. I've been like, and this is before him. I've been doing my vocal stuff every day, right. every single thing that felt so stupid. I literally, I'm doing my vocal training on the car when I don't have time because I'm going to an audition or something yeah. and, and, and my voice in. is cracking and stuff and it's, it's awful. And you're like, like, and I'm posting videos to, to Instagram because I do like to sing, but maybe six people like it and they oh, I comment, love your videos you know? on Instagram. Thank you. I put the volume on wherever the fuck. <laughs> Okay, I, don't I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Like, and that, it means a lot, and you know. But like, you know, like I think you're looking for validation to be like, you, you, you know, you care, and and so now here we are, and I'm getting ready to release the first single, and it's like I have been blessed to work with like Grammy nominated people yeah. and award winning people, and all the stuff that led to that that seems so stupid and so like insignificant has literally led me to the point where. You know, we talked and I'm getting really ready to release this music and it's good music mm -hmm. and I'm proud to put my name to it. Yeah. And it's so cool to understand that like that's one of the things where I have invested so much money into this for for whether it be promotional or time to record or gas money to go to. I went to Calabasas one day 
uh, uh, one month for, like, I didn't see this guy for what only but three days. I saw him 27 out of 30 days, and we were, we were working, working, working for hours at a time, mm -hmm. working on my vocals, working on songs. And now I've got like 15, 16 songs that are getting ready to be released. And that's all unpaid investment. And the, yeah, yeah. It's all or you're probably, you're probably paying you know? to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm the one that's paying to do it. And, yeah. and you feel stupid because you tell people what you're doing. And I think that they they, they look at you and go, oh, you're singing. That's cool. Like, yeah. you're kind of like, going to do that thing. And you're like, no, like, I'm really doing it. Yeah. But the thing is that I have to remember, it's not their dream. It's my dream. So I can't expect them to be as jacked up and to have the enthusiasm that I do because it's not their thing. No, they don't so get it. So until they see the product, and now the release, which I hope, you know, my, my hope is that it just is a ha happy thing where people understand like, yes, good music. I love it. I love good it. You know, and what, you know, win or fail or whatever people think about it, I have to know yeah. that it was about me. It wasn't about them and it wasn't about the validation of them. I went after this, but it was all those little steps mm -hmm. that ultimately led me to that. But I'm telling you, between from, from pretty much April till now, I have been in every single sort of mental position you could because yeah. you feel so stupid sometimes you feel crazy you know you you feel like you're doing something that's ridiculous because well, you didn't move out here for music no i i didn't move out here for music at all and it's always my dad god bless him carl hammond is amazing i'm named <laughs> after my dad carl jr is what cj stands for he's you know he was raised in the church um yeah. and he He's been a singer since he was young. He could always sing. Uh -huh. And, you know, he's, you know, I won't give away his age, but he's up there. All right. Uh, <laughs> starts with a seven. You know? And um, he's, he's out there and he goes and he sings at venues and stuff. And he's doing this now. And he really didn't even start singing until I left and got here like three years ago. What's like, going on with these Hammond boys? Yeah, like, right? We, <laughs> we, wait, we wait too long. And, and no, but like, I, I'm so, it's so awesome to see that. And yeah. it's like, watching him do this and i'm like what am i waiting for like let's go do this now so it's singing now has been like taking over a huge gambit of my thing and now we're booking venues and we're getting yeah. ready to go you know up and down the west coast to do shows and it almost seems unreal but at the same time you can't think like that this is absolutely real and but this the, is absolutely the way it's supposed and the to be. process is fulfilling you right like you're not it's not all hinging on like oh, i hope this makes me famous i hope this makes me a million dollars like you enjoy what you're doing and you found this purpose fight through some round roundabout way that you're out here acting and modeling and you know doing plays but somehow this connects to some part of your soul did you grow up singing in the church did you no i i grew up singing with my, my dad would he's a singer my mom can't sing uh i love her but she can't <laughs> throw sing. her and the she bus, knows it. yeah you? she you know this mom um but my sister can sing and uh, every you know we can all sing it's it's one of those things where we would always do it and honestly i but being real I didn't give it the attention it does. If I had done what I'm doing now vocally at 21, yeah. it would be incredible to see where I'm at. But like I've really given singing, like like the meat and potatoes of singing, maybe honestly three years because I did have a vocal coach, uh, my, my guy Kenny, who's awesome. But you know, I've really grown in these last six months specifically vocally because I have done everything and more. Yeah. But it was something that lived inside of me. And it, you know what's funny is is the happy feeling I get from singing, mm -hmm. it, it lets me know that it's right. I think that there's certain things that you do in life and for whatever, if it's art, by the way, you're incredible at what you do. With that. <laughs> that is, that is wild. That's all um, technical. There's I, nothing. So if I, Hey, if the, if the chance happens that I'm getting that big money, I'm getting one of your pieces. All, <laughs> all right? right. So know that because it's what makes you happy. And like, it's, I think it's those times where whatever you can work at for hours at a time, 
And yes, it's hard, but like at the same time, during those hours of of one to eight hours of work, that yeah. it doesn't feel like work. Oh, is that flow state? That, yeah, that time is where disappears. it's at. Yeah. That's where it's at. And there's times where I've been in the studio, we've been singing for, you know, four or five hours, and I don't even realize it. You're yeah, checking and, until clock. you check yeah. out of that. Until you're yeah. out of that zone, you go, oh. Yeah. But like those moments let me knew, know I was doing the right thing. Well, and compare that to your nine to five life where you're like, when's lunch? Fuck, three hours left. Like, God. Dude, I can't tell you how many times. I'm not kidding you. I, I, I was so depressingly unhappy with, with my job back in Denver that it was like I would go nap in my car during lunch. I, w- yeah. I would go eat. I'd take my lunch there and go nap in Just my car. Just to check out. Go Just to, to dream check world. out. Yeah. yeah. I'd sleep for 30 minutes and then go back to work. I w- and I know I was doing the wrong thing and i would i literally in denver from for for two years i was making financial gains like i had never seen i, I remember i got a job offer from one company to another company of like you know we'd be making these incremental large gains yeah. and i was like this is awesome but then i would go spend more yeah and i would go yeah. do more so you're not getting ahead no. i wasn't getting ahead i was in the same position but in a worse position because i was expected to do to do more mm-hmm. and give more of something that i hated so I might as well now make these sacrifices and maybe I see a return because honestly, you can never tell what people are going to like with, with art, with, because for me, music is art, yeah. whatever those passions are, you can never tell how people are going to perceive that. And if they love it, that's going to be awesome. And if you get financial returns from it, that is incredible. Yeah. But to know that there will not be the regret when I close my eyes for the final time of saying, I didn't do that. I should, I know yeah. I could have sung, you know, I can sing. I should have done that. I don't have that regret, you know? Well, and yet there's a Bill Burke comedian that I like has this quote that's like, there's nothing embarrassing about sleeping on a futon when you're 30. And like, you're not sleeping on a futon, yeah. but you're not living in a mansion in the hills. You know, you're, and he's like, what's embarrassing is going every day to a job you hate and waking up next to a wife you don't love. Like yeah. living a life that's not fulfilling. And I'm curious what it is, you know, this late in life that, music brought out of you what like clicked for you what made you realize that it's that's your outlet i you know i think it's because um i think i was at the point unbeknownst to me where i didn't have anywhere else to turn Mm -hmm. i didn't have anything else like i didn't know what to believe in because you're like am i just gonna do commercials for the rest of my life because i'm sure not getting any theatricals you know like i've 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 done a lifetime movie but that's not good yeah you know like i i you know you you see these things and you feel like you're steadily falling behind and it was this thing where I've always had this 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 talent, and I'm like, you have nothing left to lose, right? And 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 that was kind of my that point. I think it's like it's not until you're backed into a corner where it's the you know fight or flight, and I'm like, I'm gonna do this. Yep. I'm going to do this with everything that I have, so that I can do it. And you know what? The best part is, is I can truly say at this point, I'm so confident in where. I've gotten to because of that situation being at like that deep, deep point of like, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. Like this life thing is hard. The dark this night life, of the soul. You, you know, got, yeah. You know, I got to pull yeah, back man. out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that, that, that is a real thing. And I, I think that anybody that is going to live on earth, that is going to do something of significance in any parameter, you, you discover a cure for AIDS or whatever, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, you must challenge yourself because you are not living life. If you're living in this, this comfort zone, 
everything that's done great is done out of a, a sense of I have left a comfort zone. I have nothing to cling on to. Yep. Let's let's explore because humans are meant to. I think we're meant to be great. Like I really yeah. do. I don't think we're meant to. There's no way that man that didn't even have clothes on his back when he started had to scrounge for his food to get to this point. You had to be great. Yeah. And now we're so lulled into a sense of everything with our phones and you know transportation and everything that we have. You have to go be the person that, that wants to go get those things because otherwise you're not going to go do it because someone can do it for you or there's an app that can do it for you. I want to be the one that has control of my life. I yeah. don't want to work for somebody else in that sense. Like, yeah, if a, a record label came to me and tried to help me get venues, like essentially, you know, you go work for them. But I'm the product that is making myself happy. Like, I want to be that guy. Yeah. And I think that the pe the one thing that I see about people that are in this town that are in, in any field that pushes that you don't like being told what to do in some sort, sense of the word. Like, I don't sure. think that you, you know, a director tells you what to do, understood. Yeah. But in the sense of like how to do things, when to do things, why to do things in that way, you want some sort of control over your life. And I didn't have that. Uh -huh. I, I, for eight hours, I was literally like at your desk. Why are you up? Like, I'm, I, I can't tell you how many water breaks or bathroom breaks yeah. I took. And I go look at my phone. Like, I needed to get out of that. Yep. And so I knew early on I couldn't do nine to five. I knew it just Same. facts of the day Same. you like you you knew it in your soul yep. and you're like well what else left is there that's the point it's like time to take the leap and you did it and i did it and i mean i think that i would love to say to you that i've made it i think i'm on a great trajectory right now as even like you know i don't think finances are the best i don't think my mental yeah. state is the best in the sense of it's always something to get better at i'm working at it but like i know where i would have been i would have been a really wretched soul yeah. I mean, if I was stuck in, I'd probably be an alcoholic or, you know, just, or worse, who knows? It's crazy, man. Because, uh, like I said, I think that, you know, I guess to come full circle, it's that respect that, that I, I have for you and many like you, uh, in this field where it's this sense of, I can't do the, the machine work. I, no. I, I want to be the machine that's creating the work for you myself. Wanna push, yeah. You want to push yourself. And I totally agree with everything you're saying about getting out of your comfort zone, following that fear, hunting those dragons, because you got to, you got to push yourself to, to really be satisfied. You got to be progressing. It's the mm -hmm. same in the gym. You know, you need to be progressing or seeing results. And I think the other aspect of it is like you said, well, I can't say I've made it, but you found it. You found yeah. the thing, yeah. the process. Maybe the product is still developing, but the process that fulfills you. And I just, so I just went to a therapist to kind of check in and do a little proactive. People are afraid to do it. Yeah. People are afraid to do that. But so she, say they did, you know? Yeah. And she was asking me, she's like, you know, you do art. Like, do you feel like you're able to have an outlet for your emotions through your art? And I've always been a very technical artist. I don't like paint my feelings. Uh. I, it seems like music for a lot of people is such a, emotional outlet do you get that from your singing yes and no i will tell you this mark uh did a wonderful job of making me understand the emotional aspect of it because there's a difference between you know just singing and really feeling the music yeah. and you have to connect with the words every word means something every word feels something and yeah. even if you can't necessarily relate on every single standpoint of that song that is so important because I want the audience to feel what I feel. Mm -hmm. I want you to feel the heartbreak I feel. I want you to feel the happiness I feel. If you're lacking that, I think the audience knows that. And that's sometimes where, you know, people can understand that like I want everybody to understand what that what I create is authentic. What I'm yeah. giving you is real. There is no there's no machine behind me of like some pop machine we're doing this because of this, you know. It's really because that's how I feel. Yeah. This is where it comes from and that's the emotion. Like the link between emotion and my singing grew. 
And it had to. Yeah. For me to become a better singer, I had to give you a real feeling of what I was singing about. So the emotion that's, that's tied to my singing is something my dad tells me every time. He's like, these words you need to see as a story. Yep. This is a story. This is not. And I think that the, my favorite songs in the world. Those are what I appreciate about them. I love, I love a good rap song, a little ratchet song, just as much as the next yeah, guy. Yeah, you love work, you know, all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love to get pumped up at the gym, but the songs that really resonate with me, you, you have an understanding of like where yeah. that comes from, like a breakup song. I can't tell you. Well, like, think about like Sam Smith. It's, it's almost like uncomfortable. You're like, did I break his heart? Yeah, because like, I can feel this. Yeah, no, and that's <laughs> and that's what's so cool is like to emote a feeling. Feeling is like that's what life is. It's yeah, that's feeling. what art is. Yeah, that's a feeling. And to give that, like, that's what really makes me happy is where I have the now, I have the ability to like I my 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 biggest wish is that I just hope even if it connects with one person, because there are some really powerful songs that are that are about to be released that that it either helps them or they can relate to it yeah. and connect. And that's that's really what I want to do. Like my my first single, I, I guess this kind of sounds like a plug, but it's oh, called, plug it, please it, plug. It, it's called September sixth though. Yeah. September sixth next Friday. Um it's called Throne, but literally it's about wanting to be better. The first thing is I'm sitting in my chair one day to become a throne. Like mm -hmm. that's that's what I want, you know, like I understand where I'm at right now, but I know the greatness that I have yeah. inside of me. And like for me, you know, with my the, with volunteering that I do and things like that, that's what I want those kids to know. Like I want them to understand that you have greatness inside of you. I don't care what conditions you're growing up in right mm -hmm. now. You can fall victim to those or you can rise above. You have the choice. And it's not I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah. And it might be tough, but that's going to make you that much better than the kid it was easy for to get to that position. No, I love you know? that. I mean, yeah. And that's, I mean, I really, truly believe that like there is that greatness that exists in all of us in any, any parameter that, that potential. You to. Yeah. That and energy. that's the thing is this potential does not mean it's going to get done. A lot of people live in the realm of potential of what could Ooh, yeah. be, what could be. I think that's probably 90% of people. Potential safe. You know, I went to a, a school where a lot of people were overachievers and they get to this place where everyone around them is over overachiever all of a sudden and like they kind of fall into this trap of like well i could write a good paper but i'm just not going to do it cuz like it's safe to yeah. to not try to not show up and it's almost cool these days like honestly that's the thing that drives me crazy about um, I hate to sound like the old guy, but like, I feel like it's like become this thing where it's like cool not to care and it's cool yeah. to, to be like out of touch or whatever. Yeah. And there's a certain thing where, you know, like I get it. Like, you know, it's one of those things where, what are those memes? I'm trying to think of like, you know, like not to, not to give a F and stuff like that. Like there is something about not giving an F. Like I don't want, when I sing my songs and I'm up there, I don't want to care what you think about me. Yeah. I'm just there to perform. But it's the sense of like, I want to care about love. I want to care mm -hmm. about life. I want to be in love with life. I want to care about those things that matter yeah and like that's with my music like for me it's not about all about just living for the party or monday to friday and then you're hoping that friday night you get obliterated and then saturday sunday and then monday you've got to go back through the yeah. machine again living for vacation I, i'm not living for that wow. i'm living so that every day hopefully i can find some meaning to it and that's the cool thing about this town i will give is that your monday through friday could just be be just as extraordinary as as your saturday yep. to sunday you know every day i feel like every day is a Sunday where I got shit to do. I get yeah. to have some fun time for myself. I get to enjoy some time. That's a really I good do way to do some put projects. It. I never thought I about do it. Do some work. 
Um, that's how I try. I want to live in a perpetual Sunday. Yeah. Busy Sunday. Yeah, no. That's where I I like to live. Amen to that. I think that that's a, that is a perfect little part. I've never thought about it like that, but yeah, cause my Sundays, like I am doing some work, you know, but I, I, and I'm, I've always like, I do love to find time for myself. Mm -hmm. And I do think that everybody, the card work is so weird these days because I've almost worked myself into the points where I'm like, I become distant. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to check in with yourself and your friends and stuff because I think that it's these days where it's like like I'm grinding, I'm grinding. Like yeah. and I think that those two words I do I love I do love hard work, but I, you also need to be careful of hard work when what you're putting out into the universe of uh, you know just the grind, just doing the thing, it's that it's not a grind because grind is friction. And if you're saying that state you're in a constant state of friction. You're you're, yeah. you're putting that out there for yourself. I'm just on the grind. I'm flowing, you know, I'm flowing, like I'm riding that wave. And sometimes I have to go catch a new wave because you know, there's days, bro, where you are like, like there's a, there's a, there's a week span where you have, you can't be touched. Yeah. That's a good wave, man. But then, you you know, you, you hit shore, you got to paddle back out. And sometimes it takes long just to get back to where you can surf. Yeah. I don't like, want to just keep paddling yeah, forever. I want you know, to ride the you wave. You want to go right yeah, away again, but analogy. you got to work for it. Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, some waves are longer than others, but like, yeah. I feel like that analogy kind of has always stuck with me yeah. riding the wave and I, there's times where i i found that though this is the problem too is like you find yourself in that wave and you want to give everybody information because you found the secret mm-hmm. and then you're like two weeks later you're like what why did i say that yeah because it's almost like i haven't seen a set in yeah days. you know like you know god has put you in check like you think you know but yeah. you just leveled up you know that's cockiness yeah that's the cockiness and where you want to tell everybody that like what's the way so i think that it's cool to get information from people but never never try to be the smartest guy in the room no you know and you can always learn like you said you're always learning on set i'm learning from you right now you know that's there's always stuff. i learn sundays i know about my sundays now but yeah that's that's i think that like my wave analogy has always been my thing yeah. where I, it's kind of got me through rough times but I, I would like to catch a big wave again soon. So, <laughs> well, Throne comes out on the sixth. Yeah, September sixth. What Check are your, it out. What would you say your influences are so people know what they're getting into? You know, for me, it's soul. Um, I would say that what what accounts to these days is pop too. Mm-hmm. What, you know, because I don't like to be vulgar in my music. You know, sure. I would like to. I think there's something about the classics like Otis Redding, yeah. Sam Cooke, Marvin Gaye, oh, yeah. uh, James Taylor, like all those guys. Like even Frank Sinatra. They're they might be talking about sex. But they're giving it in this foreplay of words that's beautiful. It's yeah. poetry of words. I'm not just saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yeah, it's you. not pornographic. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. basically like that's the thing about R&B music these days. Because I'd love to call myself R&B, but there's certain things where it's like there's great R&B music and there are great artists today. Mm-hmm. But there's something too about it today where I'm like, I'll be listening to music. I'm like, why are we, why are we, why are we doing that, y'all? Like, why are we talking about that? And same thing with 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 rap music. I don't understand why we talk about killing people or shooting people. That's a literal thing. Where we talk about, you know, like, I don't know if anybody's ever been to a scene of a crime or something like that, but like, that's a heartbreak. That's a heartbreaking situation yeah. put to a, a, a very awesome beat. Like, right. What are we doing like that? But that's the trap of the mind. People listen to that and they get in this little hypnotic thing. Yeah. But for me, guys, like the, all the old school stuff is brings about this soul with, the, you know, a little flair of pop to it for me. And uh, 
I, I love all the classics and the oldies, and I still like Boys to Men, even things like that. You know, Brian McKnight, that's my guy. You know, yeah, dude. Um, all that stuff. Uh, it, it, so that would probably be like where I place my music. But I ultimately cool. want it to be a, a, a place of love, whether it be heartbreak, but like, cause that's how you want to get it, gain an understanding of love. If you lose something, you figure out a, a way to love it. You know, if you love something, you try to. Like, sometimes I've held on to something too tight. Mm-hmm. We talk about that in our songs and stuff. But those type of things, you know, with with the soul that I bring out, I hope it connects with people well you got a download from me i'm definitely gonna be listening thank to you. i can't wait thank you uh and i really appreciate you doing this thank you for having me man i'll see you on the trails yes sir All appreciate right. it brother bye kids yeah.